0: We're glad that you're where you are, wherever that may be. And thank you, by the way, for sharing our program with people as you discover it. uh, Lots of archives on Joel's website, graceroots.org. You can find the programs there, among other places. And uh, just dozens of people just on Facebook alone, sometimes on a weekly basis, you'll see dozens of people sharing it. What's cool about that, Joel, is out of those dozens of people, I wonder how many more beyond that are going to share it. So, you know, here's just a couple of guys just talking things out about good news free from religious stuff, and we have this opportunity because of the Internet to have an impact where perhaps uh, in upwards of 20,000 people per month are downloading the program and hopefully uh, receiving uh, something that will change their life, I hope.
1: Yeah, that's the hope. I mean, really it is. I mean, we say that that we do this, and it's true that we record this program. And when we started out five and a half years ago, we didn't know if there would be one listener or none or 20 or or whatever. And uh, we've come to see over the last few years, and especially in recent months, maybe the last year or so, that there have been several thousand, a few thousand downloads uh, in any given month and so we're we're thankful for that. I mean, that could be that one person is downloading each 250 programs several times <laughs> or it could mean that there are, you know, uh, you know, maybe several hundred listeners. I don't know, but the point being that our hope as a person listens is that they would be encouraged. That's I think one of the uh Big parts of your heart, Cap, and of my heart is encouragement. We love to encourage people, and uh, we love to hear from you, too. So again, I, I like you said, Cap, we hope that people will spread the word. And, and sure, uh, let us know that you're out there listening. We'd love to hear from you, just to you know, hear what kind of impact this is having on you. Well, to get into
0: um, some of the things that we talked about last week, Joel, and that's uh, to do with our identity in Christ, where do we start here? Let me think for a second. I want to figure out where we're going. Matthew chapter three, Jesus was going to be baptized by John. Uh, and John, I think, felt funny about it. He said, wait a minute, you know, I, I shouldn't be baptizing you. It should be the other way around. But Jesus said, permit it to be so now for it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Act of obedience here from Jesus who fulfilled the law. Let's fulfill all righteousness, Jesus said before he was baptized and uh, John baptized him. When Jesus came up, out of the water, immediately, the heavens were opened to him. It doesn't say to everybody who was around, but to him, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. It doesn't even say it was a dove. It just said Jesus saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming down upon him, and suddenly a voice from heaven, that at least Jesus heard, saying that this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. As Jesus entered his ministry, this was the place of confirmation here, Joel, where God declared the identity of Jesus Christ as being the Son of God. And interestingly enough, something we won't go into in detail now, we've we've talked about it before, Jesus now goes out into the desert and is tempted by Satan. And the whole temptation, that time out there of testing in in the desert, was revolving around Jesus being challenged in his identity. Satan came at him time after time. And we only see probably a summary of what took place because this went on for 40 days, remember. And we're only seeing a few paragraphs of it here in the pages of our Bible. But Satan would come at him and say, so if you really are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, he would come at him time and time again, much like what he did with Adam and Eve in the garden. Challenging their identity. Unfortunately, they didn't withstand the test. Jesus obviously did. And so identity here, again, a foundational thing. Now, Joel, I've heard it said that Christian is like being a little Christ or to be Christ-like. And that's what we are as believers. We are now Christ-like. Again, don't confuse this with your behavior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it comes through birth. This is why even one of the doctors of the law, Nicodemus, could not understand what Jesus was talking about when he was referring to the new birth. He could only think in natural terms. So we are now righteous. It's not our righteousness. It's not how well I behave. It's, it's his righteousness in us. We now have his life in us. You know, I heard a song recently, Joel, in, in a worship service that we are hungering and thirsting for more of him. Hungering and thirsting for more of Jesus. Why is that wrong for believers today under the New Covenant? We should no longer have to hunger and thirst. Jesus even said that. Sure, at one point he told some people who were still under the Old Covenant, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. But later he said, "...he who comes to me shall never hunger or never thirst again." And, and that's because God has given us everything that he could possibly give us. Uh, Steve McVeigh, in one of his books, uh, I think it was Grace Amazing, but I'm not sure, he has a chapter in there called God Has Stopped Giving. You see, because if God has already given us everything that there is to give, then you know what, what is it that we're pursuing? What is it that we're chasing after? i got to read this from Second uh, Peter in chapter 1. Peter writes this, he says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. He has given us all things. So what more is there for him to give? What is there for me to pursue, Joel? I, I can't hunger and thirst after something. If there's nothing more for me to to go after, I mean, I I don't understand why people can't get that.
1: Yeah, and, and I you know I I feel the same way, and I understand that because you know all of these things have, like you say, have been given to us. <laughs> it's it's a done deal. It's something that is just a fact, Jack. It's just something that is the truth. It is the truth whether we realize it or not, whether we experience it or not. And whether um, it's displayed in our lives or not, it is the truth. It's, you know, our, our identity is based upon our birth, our new birth in Christ. Our identity is based upon what God has done, not what we have done. And so without that foundational understanding, I can easily see how people go around thinking, That because, you know, because they're not experiencing certain things, a righteous type of living, I can see them hungering and thirsting for righteousness when, in fact, it's already been given to them simply because they're not recognizing or understanding the truth of what God has already done. And I think in so many cases, the way to experience what has already happened to us is simply is is really it comes down to faith. It comes down to believing the truth. Uh, and so that's again one reason why we do this program to uh, over and over and over again talk about these truths these foundational truths of of life in Christ because that i think can help us bit by bit day by day moment by moment to understand wow <laughs> god has really already given me a lot he's already given me everything i need and and i can stop this this uh, ongoing trying to be like him, trying to be this super Christian, trying to be a super dad, trying to be super mom, trying to be uh, the the best, most obedient child I can be, trying to be uh, the the best church goer that I can be, or the best giver that I can be, and so on and so forth. Stop trying to do all those things. Just let it go. We can we can drop all that and look from a different perspective. Look from a different foundation. Wow, everything that I need that pertains to life, everything that I need that pertains to godliness, everything uh, that pertains to grace, everything that I need that pertains to faith is a gift. It's already been given to me. I can stop and take a breath and and, and kind of repent. Using that word repent, that means to rethink things, to, to see things differently, not, not a change of behavior like so many people say, but in my thinking. I can change things around and realize I can start living from a whole new perspective on things. I already have everything that I need, and I can live from that rather than, again, rather than trying to attain all that. It's a completely different view of life and something that you, know, you and I, Kat, we're both growing in it, and we hope that our listeners will too as as the truth continues to be shared.
0: Yeah, because the, this, this business of hungering and thirsting, I realize that when somebody says I'm I'm hungering and thirsting for more of God, I know where they're coming from. So I I don't mean to sound you know like I'm I'm criticizing them. But usually when somebody says something like that, it's evidence that they have a lack of understanding or knowledge about who they are in Christ, Mm -hmm. which is again why we're doing this program called Growing in Grace, so that we can talk more about our identity and gain a better understanding, become more conscious of who we are in him. As as Peter said, this is something that's already been given. He has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And then he goes on to say, by which we have been given uh, exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence... Add to your faith virtue. To virtue, knowledge. And then he goes on to to say some other things. Uh, To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. And so Peter is talking about some qualities that we actually already possess inside of the new nature. Where he says, for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Uh, what that word really means, that word add, it means freely and generously already supplied. If you look in in the Greek, you can you can see that. Not that I'm a Greek scholar, but I, I can look up words in in the concordance. And uh, again, we're supplied with these things. I know they don't always manifest themselves because either we're just being ignorant or stubborn or we're just caught up in the flesh. those things happen but it doesn't change who you are. What you do does not change who
1: you are. That's right. The uh, The truth is the truth before we even walk in it. <laughs> Walking in the truth and our behavior changing is simply a manifestation of of the truth of who we already are. Again, it is not that we behave a certain way, and that makes us who we are. But we already who we are because of what Christ has done. And let me just end for this week on um, on this verse from Ephesians 2. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is stuff that's already true of us. Not because of anything we've done, but because of what Christ has done. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. That not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It's all of God. Us being his workmanship, even the the good works that we walk in, it's something that God has prepared for us and that he himself works out in and through us. It's all about God. It's all about what he has done, about who he has already made us to be. And we simply get the joy and the pleasure of of growing in that and, and, and walking it out in our daily lives. More about this, I think, in our Growing in Grace program next week, right here on Growing in Grace.